Hey, it's Josephine. And it's Maya. And this is People Like Us. People Like Us. The podcast. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a look at um, the Oscar nominations this year because I know you probably have a couple of a couple of opinions as I do every year, um, and then just like the build up. Yeah. Okay. First question for me though. I mean, like for me, for yeah. me to you. Mm. What are your thoughts on like award shows as a practice every year? I would love to be invited, but. That's the only time I will actually watch one that isn't the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I like looking at um the fashion, but yeah. afterwards, like a couple of weeks later, so yeah. that way, so the hype dies down. So the hype dies down. I can actually appreciate it and be like, oh wow, Saoirse Ronan looked bomb. Yeah, six six months ago. Yeah, damn. And then like that's where I get all of my hair and makeup inspiration for the year because I feel mm-hmm. like that kind of sets the tone fashion wise for the year. Mm-hmm. At least it does for me. And I feel like, yeah, that's when hairdressers are really just pulling out all the stops and, you know, I just love it. But I don't really care so much about the actual giving and receiving of awards yes. too much, but I still would like to be invited. Yeah. So, oh, it looks like a great party. Yeah. Not so much the Oscars, but, like, Golden Globes because Golden it's more, Globes, like, relaxed. Yes. And SAG Awards. Yeah, the SAG Awards were amazing this year. I'm actually surprised. I never usually pay attention, but they had actually, like, good nominees and, like, people who actually deserve yeah. to win one. So I was like, oh, I should pay more attention. Like, with award shows, um, would you rather go to, like, a music award show or a film award show? Just because, like, you know, music, like, the yeah. Grammys, yeah. they yeah, have the so many performances in between. So it's I actually kind of a Just, show. like, appreciative-wise, I'd probably go to a film award show yeah. because I don't know enough about music. <laughs> like, it, it'd be like going to, like, a 20-in-1 concert. Like, of course, that'd be really True. cool. But, like... I don't know. Like, I know the speeches in the Oscars are so boring. Like, they're so dry and terrible and they're scripted as hell. But I, I want to say thanks to my mom. I love you, mom. No. Forgets dad. Dad sends a really shady tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, like, I love being appreciated in this family. Thanks a lot, Maya. Yeah, or it's like, I have to thank the 10,000 production companies and producers on this thing instead of, like, mm. my family. And I, my think, I think people read in a little bit too much into the whole speech things like you know yeah. especially when people have their public like like their dating lives in the public eye that's and they'll really be like they forgot to thank their their wife and kids like oh is their marriage show just like no they have a minute and a half to speak like just like they're gonna forget stuff yeah yeah for sure like uh, the speeches are so such a non-event for me because yeah I just, like nobody really says anything interesting Except later on when we talk about the Golden Globes. That this is true. Because yeah. people have a lot of stuff to say. Okay, so do you want to... Let's break down your opinions for um, each category. Okay. Okay, so best picture... You can, you can chime in whenever you feel. Yeah, I will. So oh, do you want to... Don't worry. Do you want me to read out the yeah. best picture? You, you okay. the list. So for best picture, we have Shape of the Water. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try pronouncing his name because I'm going to butcher it. Guillermo del Toro. There you go. Darkest Hour. Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards Outside, I Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, that one. Get Out, mm-hmm. 
The Post, Call Me By Your Name, and Lady mm. Bird. Okay, what are you thinking? So, first up, pretty big category. They usually – like, they used to not have so many films yeah. in one category. But I think, like, narrowing down a whole year of film into, like, five was – had a lot of backlash. I think it depends also on the year. Yeah. This Some, is a good year for film. It's a really good – it's the golden age of film. It's golden coming back. Film, yeah. Kind of. Oh, it's done with television now? Um, it used to be the golden age of television. But, um, yeah, oh, so no, big cool. list. And I do think they're all pretty good choices. There is a disclaimer though. I haven't seen very many of them. Seen I've seen Call Me by Name. Get Out, right? You've Get Out, yes. Cool. Oh, I was supposed have to see seen, three billboards a few weeks have ago. Have you seen Dunkirk? Yes, I saw Dunkirk. So that's that's three out of <laughs> like one, seven? two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's three out of nine. That's all right. But to be fair, Ladybird isn't out yet here, so yeah. I'm seeing Ladybird next week though. Yes, I want to go see that. Um, and then I'm going to try and watch them all before, like, the actual Oscars in March. Yeah. So I can have a more informed Well, opinion. Oscars is the day after Mardi Gras, so we're going to have an Oscars recovery day, <laughs> oh, I think. Oh, my God. Hungover Oscars. I'm ready for that. Yeah. But last year I had a really good time because I watched all of them. Mm, like, yeah, every film that was nominated, I watched every single one of them, and I made a really nice list, which I actually didn't find for this episode. I really need to show you. I Please. posted it on Twitter. But like you should post my, it on the Instagram for. I will. Yes. I had it in my bullet journal. It was so nice, and I had like different highlight colors. Like I think I did like orange for mm-hmm. one that I wanted to win, and then pink for what I thought would win because. Right, that's of the fun. Okay, so what do you want to win out of all of these? Okay, I, I think I'm rooting for. I haven't seen it, but Ladybird. Mm. I really want it to be recognized, Why? or I think Shape of Water. Because yeah. I think, like, based on all the reviews and, like, the trailer, which I've seen 10 million times. Which one, though? <laughs> which one are you talking about? All of them. Both. <laughs> um, like, Lady Bird just looks really well-crafted. It mm. looks like one of those, like, perfect coming-of-age films that yeah. doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, and, oh, man, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. I'm rooting for that woman. I know, same. And, like, I just think it'd be nice for a woman to be recognised for, like, all the hard work that she had done. Um, because, like, a lot of the directors of the other films, like, have had countless films, like, nominated one. Exactly. It's sort of like... And it's her debut as a director as well. Exactly. It's, like, a facet for her. Like, it's mm. great. Um, Shape of Water. I also kind of feel the same way about Guillermo. Like, it's, yeah. like, one of, it's like his passion project. And, like, the visuals are so freaking stunning. Mm. And it makes me so happy that, like, his vision actually came to life and, like, so many people love it. Yeah. And he has a great style. So I'm rooting for him to win, like, something at mm. least, which I know it will because it completely swept the Golden Globes. Yeah, it should. It yeah. should win something, as should Lee. But I think... What about you for once? I don't know that much about The Shape of Water. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Call Me By Your Name, that film just really... That just really hit... Like, it struck a chord with me. Yeah. I didn't think that I'd be able to relate to Elio as much as I did. Like, his personality, far too similar. We're both very overdramatic. Again, like, I wrote for films where I'm able to relate to the characters a lot. Like, yeah. I don't... Like, I know you're such, like... You're just, like, technique, yeah. cinematography, poetic cinema. And I'm just, like, if very the character... If I, if I can, like, relate to the character and I genuinely, like, root for them, then... I want to see them succeed. Mm-hmm. Elio just 
I don't, yeah, I don't like how similar we are. I mean, I'm probably a little more introverted around other people than he is, but Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, relationships and and shit, like, and just the general trying to express your feelings, I was like, oof, go off, I guess. But then also Ladybird, for me, I haven't seen it, but again, I've seen the trailer, like, a million times. Loki want to dip dye my hair now. Yeah. Because of her. Um, It's fine, you should try it. I... I want to say that movie, but I know it's going to stress me out just because it, it just reminds me so much of <laughs> my family the at the moment. Yeah. yeah, my actual life. I always relate to the mother-daughter films uh, like a little bit too much, which i probably talk about more later. Just other mother-daughter films that, I, that I'm always really drawn to them. But yeah, Lady Bird, yeah, she's like such a big personality. I think the whole trying to find yourself, I think I was trying to do that last year and especially in like the last few years of high school, mm-hmm. I was definitely a ladybird at yeah. my school, but just a bit more of a quieter one. But I yeah. was definitely, I can relate to her too much. So I want to see those two films succeed and get out, obviously. Yeah. That movie. Masterpiece. The first time I saw it, I was just, I was just blown away. It yeah. just. It was so like. It's just such a weird way to describe it, but it's, like, so tightly made. Like, everything is so compact and, like, makes sense when put all together, and it's just, like, just really well-crafted. It's I love films like that. For me, when I saw it, the only way that I could describe it to my parents without giving anything away, it's like the new Misery. Like, you know Mm -hmm. Stephen King Misery? It's like that. Yes. But better. You know, you think that it's going in one direction, and and then it just... Oh, I just love that film. And the pacing. Oh, okay. It's such a slow build and then everything happens all Yes. Yes. Um, also, what I did want to say about Lady Bird is, like, the focus on, like, the issues of, like, a teenage girl and, like... It's so rare to see that nominated. Yeah, exactly. Like, to be recognized by the Academy is yeah. crazy and, like, new for I think them. also because it's, like, kind of loosely based around Greta Gerwig's life as mm-hmm. well i think that's pretty yeah groundbreaking yeah well the academy at least okay so what do you think is going to win then in best um, picture what do you what, what are your thoughts i am i'm thinking the post is probably yeah. high up there like tom hanks meryl streep yeah historical drama i have an issue with the amount of historical dramas that are nominated oh, yeah. and win because mm-hmm. if you take a look just just like a quick do glance you want me to count um, you have one historical drama, Dark's Hour, another historical drama, Dunkirk, and another historical drama, Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. And then you have The Post. Don't know if Three Billboards is historical. Is that real? Is that a real story? I, I, it might be. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm terribly okay. sure. So though. we have like four out of... Phantom Thread, I think, is loosely based, huh? It's like yeah, very fictionalized, but, but still, it is based on it's still, yeah. the designer. And I think, again, it's, like, another one of those, like, main character, like, the actor they get in is transformed in the role. Daniel Day Lewis, I can't say anything bad about. I fucking love that man. Well, yeah, I'm partial to Phantom Thread winning as well because it is Daniel Day Lewis's last True. film. And it's the last time the Academy can fucking bow his feet. Yeah. Basically. True. Yeah. Like, that man's amazing. And we all fucking love him. But, like, for a reason, I understand. But it's also, like... Yeah. Give another film a chance. Yeah. So do you think at this point in time the post is most likely to win? Yeah, I feel like the post is up there. Even even with the um shape of water winning. See, because I'm confused. Yeah. Because it has won a lot in like other 
yeah, award shows. So I'm like, is it, is it gonna as be? good as to like surpass all mm. of the Oscars' yeah. previous like trends, you know? Yeah. Because that does happen sometimes. True. Do you think it's also just like the, the Oscars are going to be like, oh, well, he's already got a bunch of awards? Like, I don't think so. Because I feel like the Oscars is very like, it's like pretentious in the way that it doesn't really matter what the other award shows do. Like they'll kind of do what the they Oscars do. Is the... Yeah, and they have their own kind of style of doing stuff. But yeah. I also do think like, the way that it's being received in other award shows is making me change mm. my own mind. Yeah. Because, again, I haven't seen it. <laughs> so annoyed with myself. But I have a month to watch the rest, so. Yeah, we have a bit of time. These are very early predictions. Yes. Right? I feel like we should do a podcast while watching the Oscar, but just jump oh, in yes. at the announcement of every category. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll do, so like, a mini like, We'll just be like, um, yeah, we're taking a taking a pee break during speech because we can't. We can't be rulers. Which is so funny. Hey, do you want me to read out best actor? Yeah. Okay, so you Should we just do like main ones? Because yes, we're going to do like, the big ones. I'm not like, going to read out like no sound and stuff. Yeah, no offense, but sound editing. One, I know nothing about sound editing. Dunkirk will win that anyway. Yeah. yeah. Dunkirk is so loud. Um, but yeah, carry yeah. on. Best actor. Best actor. Best. You have Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Timothy mm-hmm. Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Call me by your name. Mm-hmm. Daniel. I, Kaluuya. Kaluuya. I think, I think it's Kaluuya. I'm going to make an assumption and say it's Kaluuya. I don't want to butcher his name because he doesn't deserve to have his name butchered. Um, Denzel Washington. Roman J. Israel. I have no idea what he's nominated for, but go off, I guess. I, and then Gary that's Oldman. that's another historical drama. I'll flip my shit. Then you have Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Do you, do you seriously think? Um, yeah. Is that who you think will win? Gary Oldman or... Um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm. But Gary Oldman, he played a prominent historical figure, Churchill, and obviously someone's going to give him credit for that. Yeah. It's just a question of whether or not the movie's going to get credit or he's going to get the credit. I think his performance far outweighs yeah. the rest of the film. That's true. Because without If him, he carries the film, then he'll get exactly. the award. Exactly. And, like, already. based on reviews that I've read of, like, the standout was Gary Oldman, and I heard that the rest of the film was kind of dry, which mm-hmm. is 100% why I don't want to watch it, just because, oh. I've seen yeah. enough of Churchill from just the crown. Just don't watch it. Just don't watch it. And, like, I hate his character. Yeah, I, I hate Churchill. How many times do we have to see actors do their Churchill impersonation? I feel like exactly. everyone whips it out at parties when they're drunk. They're just like, do you want to see me do a historical figure? Exactly. And it's just like, I'm going to do Churchill. It's just like, I'm an old man. It's just yeah. like, great. And Churchill's always one, like one of those figures that like any good actor could have been in that role and won an award. An award. And... Yeah, exactly. Who do you want to win, though? Um, Daniel Day-Lewis? I'm going to say... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm breathing into my phone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'd vote for Daniel Douglas if I was on the Academy, which I hope to be one day. Oh, you'd be so... Would you give me an award? 100%. Oh. If it was for, my, for my Ryan Bagara impersonation. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That being said, like... Can I you do would, a category for impersonations? Yeah, I'd, I would just... I'd do pretty good. I could also nominate a couple of people who I know do pretty good impersonations. Oh, my God. Um... I want Timothy Chalamet because yeah. I feel like, but then also I feel so the like the crying scene at the end alone. Yeah, I want. I mean, again, I want Sufjan Stevens to win best song. Mm-hmm. I feel like he he deserves it. Yeah, I don't think La La Land deserved best song last year personally. That not was it City of Stars. Not for City of Stars. I think it should have been audition. Audition that should have won. Was audition also nominated or was it a different? Because I know there are two songs in there. No, Another Day of Sun was nominated. 
That song. Interesting. Or was choice? it someone in the crowd? No, I, it was definitely not someone in the crowd. It was. Watch it be someone in the crowd. Me being completely wrong. Oh my God. It, it was either audition song, someone in the crowd, or another day of sun. Yeah. But I don't think City of Stars should have won. Um, there were better songs. Yeah. Last year, I did. I would have chosen audition over City of Stars. Yeah. Oh, that song. Yes, we were screaming it. Oh my God, screaming the car. Yeah. Me too. But yeah, I want Timothy Chalamet to win. But then also, mm-hmm. I, I, I think. Do I want to give him this award so early on in his career, or do I want to make him work for it? Do I want to make him the next Leonardo DiCaprio? Do I want Working it to always, like, his... always be within like his reach, but him never being able to get it, just so that way he eventually has to get mauled by a bear? And then, and then I'll be like, and then yeah, and then I'll be like, oh, here you go, buddy. I mean, like, you didn't have to do all that for me. Like, you, are you kidding? And then mm. he's gonna be like, Maya, I fucking hate you. I'm gonna be like. <laughs> To me, yeah. but I feel like yeah, it's yeah. early on in his career. Mm. Like, oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think Gary Oldman will get it though, but also Daniel Kaluuya. I think yeah, I he's he's got a chance. I I really really want him to get it. I think I think that'll just be pretty know. special. I always, yeah, I always think of like standout performances as if like one that I can hundred percent like remember. Mm. And like, like see, just based on like the films that I've seen, like the I've only seen Get Out and I've only seen Call Me by Your Name, yeah. at least two. But they were just both so significant for me. Mm-hmm. But I think it it is more important that Daniel Kaluuya wins, wins yeah, because I think that's just gonna really just like he number one he deserves it. Like, he so deserves that award. His performance was incredible and amazing, and I could just, oh, I could just keep oh, going. Especially that scene where he was, like, crying in the chair. Yeah. Like, it's, scream. that role is now iconic, and, like, the way that he used his body and his acting abilities to, like, portray, like, feeling as well as, like, a, an experience for African-American people and, like, Pac people... I think that was – it's so important that that gets recognized. Yeah. Because it's his ability, but it's also an experience. And he's like, I just oh, I just want him to win yeah, so badly. Sure. But Gary Oldman will get it. Just based on, like, the historic, like, giving of awards by mm. the Academy, I have such low expectations for them to mm. do anything of significance. Sure. That being like, said. Oh, literally last year, like snatching the award from Moonlight and giving it to La La Land was just like a great encompassing of exactly what the Academy is. Yeah, I know, which is what really... And I don't think really like even the scandal from last year, like that Moonlight scandal, would not change them. No. They're, they're not even going to be phased by it. They're like, oh, sorry that happened. Moving on to continue our whitewashing. Games. How many how many um jokes do you think they're gonna make about that in the lead up? <laughs> I will kill them if there's more than two. More than two? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hold you that. Because I know that's they're gonna be so now. unfunny as well. True. Who's hosting this year? I don't care. Is it Jimmy Kimmel? I literally, oh, Jimmy Kimmel host. I'm just gonna. I might not even watch. I can't stand him as a host, but... I have a bit more respect for him now that he did his whole, like, a couple of speeches about, like, healthcare system and, like, what he did with his son. I do. He did a really good job with those, but yeah. I can't stand him. <laughs> I care about him as a person, but I just don't care about him as an award show host. I care more about Jimmy Fallon than I do about Jimmy Kimmel, I, and that's fucking saying something. No, I literally 
couldn't care less about. Can we get Stephen Colbert, please? Yes. Can we get? Matters. Can we get um, oh, Kirsten Bell just to do mm-hmm. the Oscars? That'd be so good. I know she's did SAG Awards, but she can do both. Can she can she can do anything? She says her mind to. <gasps> can we get no? I want um, Eleanor and Tahani. Oh my god! I want them to be in yes. character the entire time. Just pretend this is a new form of torture and keep making jokes <laughs> about it the entire time. What's the what's the actress's name? Is uh, it like Jamila Jabil yeah, or something? Yeah, something yeah. similar to that. I know I've ruined it already, but but yeah, you're you're on the right track. I would, a double I would, J. I, I wouldn't be able to say it any better. Yeah. Speaking of awesome, awesome women, women. Um, let's go on to the best actress. So we have yeah. Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Meryl Streep, The Post. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie, I, Tonya, and Saoirse Ronan, The yep. Ladybird. What do you think? Uh, what's her name? Three Billboards Lady. Frances McDormand. Yeah. Yeah, give she's still in. Yeah. I think it's out of her or Saoirse. Yeah. I feel like Saoirse's not going to be recognised, though. She should be. I feel like uh, young, in a shocking twist for Hollywood, young actresses aren't. As recognized. True. I think that's... Was Meryl Streep nominated last year yes. as well? I forgot what it was for, but she was. Yeah, I don't even know what movie she's in anymore. I literally oh, I'm am not following her career. I feel like... I don't want Meryl to get it. No offense. I would die I'm for her, but at the same time... She I doesn't feel need like more awards. We she's got like six. Yeah, we don't need to keep... Patting her on the back. She Patting her on the good. back just for existing. We know that she's a great actress, but I think it's also really important to like support up and coming talent, which is why I'm just like also Timothy. Yeah, but I do like um, France. France? Yes. As she was a winner because it also shows like even with such a developed career, you can still be making. Like, mm. I know I just said Meryl should stop winning. But awards. also, I feel like Meryl keeps. I don't feel like we've gotten to a point with Meryl Streep where we know she's so good. We know she can win awards. It, she's turning into the Tom Cruise. Like okay, no, do you, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So where you watch a film and you aren't seeing the character, you're, you're just seeing Meryl Streep. Yeah. It's not like when you watch a Bruce Willis film, you're not seeing Bruce Willis. You're just seeing John McClane. He only has that one character. Yeah. So you're either a Bruce Willis or you're like you're the Meryl Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's I feel like that's but they might just say, "Oh, Meryl's here. Let's give her an award." Every year, man. Every year. But I would love Saoirse Ronan to get it or Frances. Frances McDormand was in Fargo, right? Yes. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's I want amazing. Her. I want her to get that. That'd be great. Also, uh, Margot Robbie. Mm. I really want to see Itania. She looks pretty amazing. In yeah. That. And it's, it'd be also cool because she's such a young actress. And she's Australian. That's she's recognized. Mm. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't think so. I think it's really also, interesting. another historical drama. Can we fucking talk about True, it? True, but that's more recent. And it hasn't been nominated for Best Picture. So. Still. It's a, another historical drama. But the drama. thing is, I feel like that's... Based on what I've seen from the ads, it's done differently. Mm-hmm. It's done in like... Dark you know, comedy dark comedy which is really interesting it's yeah. kind of it's not just a like we were talking about where you just throw it out and just like you're just laying down yeah the events it's not they so happen. Cut and dry yeah you aren't like drawing which i think darkest hour is gonna be yeah i think a lot of them are usually like that she i too. it's just yeah but yeah i'd love to see margot robbie as well i think it's really interesting She's how really her underrated. career yeah 
If she just didn't do Suicide Squad, I would respect her so much oh, yeah. more. But here we are. I didn't even see that. In a post-Suicide Squad world. Okay, do you want Best Supporting Actress? Sure. So you have Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Alison Janey, I, Tonya. Alice Laurie Jane. Metcalf, Ladybird. Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. And Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water. Alison Janey. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be Alison Janey. If it's not, I'll, I'll cry. If it's not Alice and Jenny. Oh, yeah. She deserves that it. That woman is kicking. What mo- what other movies have I seen her in? She was in 10 Things I Hate About You, wasn't she? She yeah. was the um the, the school counsellor. Oh, yeah. The one that was writing the poem. The, yeah, the, yeah. I the loved erotica. her. That was... I She's love her character. She's so much stuff. She's amazing. I remember last year... Um, she was nominated, I think, the Golden Globes. You know yeah. how um, Hollywood Reporter does those roundtables? Yeah, yeah. They were doing the ones with the actresses because she was nominated for Mom. It was like a sitcom yeah. with Anna Ferris. That's right. She was on Mom. Yeah. And she, like, the way she talks is so incredible. She has so much experience. She just, like, knows herself in this industry so well. I, like, I was, from that interview, I fell in love with her, like, even harder. Yeah. I just, I love it when she does the comedy stuff, but I feel like... It's when she plays the comedic relief, like she did in Ten Things. It's not just the comedic relief. Yeah, she always brings something a little bit like twisted and dark to it. Yeah, and I think it really suits Itonia. Yeah, so like she was a really good choice. But whenever, like when I first saw the trailer for Itonia, I didn't realize that, that was her. That was her. I thought like, oh wow, who is this actress? Like this is yeah. Whereas, she like, looks crazy. Whereas you look at Margot Robbie in that film, and yeah, she did kind of change, but I don't think it was like a full Gary Oldman yeah. transformation. So I don't think Margot will get it for that reason. And Sebastian Stan in it, apparently he's not that great in the film. I heard that he's just like a non-event. Like, yeah. It's just whatever. He's just driving the plot, right? But I feel like as as like a character that is just a significant other... He doesn't really have too much of an effect. Unless I think he was, like, a bad influence on her or whatever. Yeah, I think it's important that he's in the film, but I've heard that it isn't isn't a role that he's going to stand out in. Yeah, and, like, in comparison, when you're acting against, like, Margot in that role or Alice and Jenny as the Mm -hmm. mother, like, it's hard to compete. Yeah, true. And also women fucking rule, so. Yeah, I want want Alison to get it. Mm -hmm. I'd be very happy with that. Best Supporting Actor, okay. We have Sam Rockwell, three three billboards. We have Woody Harrelson, three billboards. Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. William Dafoe for The Florida Florida Project. Uh Sorry, folks. I'm so sorry. And Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. I want to say one thing. What? Willem Dafoe, since I was a kid and watched fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. Has the most terrifying face I've ever seen. It's like when it's resting, it still looks like a supervillain. When he's smiling, even worse. I love that man so much. Like, there's one scene in the Florida Project where he screams at some birds, and honestly, best movie, like best scene in the film. Yeah, but also he's still terrifying. Yeah, I did not. Can I just just when you said he has the most terrifying face, I just realized we're talking about imposter syndrome a little bit last week. Yeah. Um, just amongst us. Not I've been, yeah, I've been talking about it with just, oh, it's just such a move for me at the moment. I feel like I secretly look like William Defoe, and that's how people see me. What? 
Yeah, that's what I. That's what you I bear think. No resemblance. No, to I know. I, I know. I bear no resemblance, but just the mood that his face evokes. It's so terrifying, right? That's what I feel like. My face evokes. Oh people. my god! Like when we're talking about imposter syndrome, I feel like I'm. I'm a William Defoe. Willem. 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 Yeah, Willem. <gasps> I'm with an E. But you know, I actually um listened to a listened saying I watched an interview with him, and his name is actually William, but he doesn't like it. I mean, same. It's like his stage name is just to be Willem. Willem. Will, Will I am. Reminds me of Will I am. Like the drag queen. Oh. There's mm. no extra I. No extra. <laughs> but is she extra? 100%. Nice. The most. So who do you think out of that list? Willem? Um, no. Ooh. Okay. What are, what are you thinking? Oh, okay. I want um, Crystal Palmer to win just mm. to spite Kevin Spacey. Yes, Ashley shit Yeah, go off. Um, yeah. I actually don't know for this category. Maybe don't. Christopher Palmer because I mean, like he did win Golden Globes, right? For yes. his role. Otherwise, maybe Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of. Yeah. I have no idea if Woody Harrelson is problematic or not. Is he problematic? I feel like he might be, but I don't know why he is. I totally don't know. But I, I just love him. My parents. He's pretty funny. My dad was watching some movie the other night that he was in called like Kingpin, Kingpin, and it's like a movie from the nineties mm-hmm. where he's like, um, he was a professional bowler mm-hmm. and he lost both of his hands and he's oh, trying okay. to train this Amish guy to be the next best professional bowler. Okay. And I like saw snippets and I was like, that's Woody Harrelson. He's a great actor. Yeah. But he's pretty good. I, I I would love to see him win an award just because I feel that he's a hoot. Yeah. I actually don't know much about his like career. I know I see him in like a lot of films, but I don't know if he's like won anything before. Mm, yeah. I can't remember. Literally all that's clouding my memory is him and the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. And that was like a weird choice for him, I think. I did like his hair in that film though. He kind of reminds me. Yeah, yeah, he kind of reminds me of this family friend we have, Mark Hetherington. He's like an art teacher. And Can I call him out full name. Yeah, Mark Hetherington. I know you're listening to this because you told me he would listen. Oh, I hello. Hi, Mark. Um, he, whenever I see like roles like that, I'm just like, oh, it's Mark Hetherington, and then I'm just like, give it to him because Mark deserves an award. <laughs> he deserves all the awards. Right. Okay. Do you want to go to best director? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I like have, this category. You have. Do you want to say his name? You know Guillermo him. del Toro. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, Christopher Nolan, and Paul Thomas Anderson. Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Thank God they're nominated. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say I want Greta to win. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be Guillermo. Mm, I I agree. I want Greta to win. I think that he'll win, but I also want Jordan Peele to win. Yeah, so I mean, I also like Guillermo to win. Like, a yeah, lot, yeah. But, like he's gonna win. First three, I want to win. The others, mm. uh, I don't really care. Um, just personally, Nolan's already got a couple. Who gives a shit? Best, so does Paul Thomas Anderson. That's true. Um, best original song. I know it's not one of the main ones, but it's the main one for me. Yeah. Sufjan. Um, I think he'll actually win. Like, I think Sufjan he will. has been nominated for Mystery of Love. But this is me. It's also been nominated. Oh, yeah. Greatest Showman. It's not going to win. It's not going to win. No. Do you... I mean, I like it. I 
I'm still rooting for Sufjan though. Yeah. What's what are the other ones? Mighty River. No idea. Stand up for something. You mystery of love and remember me. What are they from? I, it doesn't say. Oh, great. It just has the people who wrote it underneath. I do think Sufjan's going to win. I feel if like he doesn't win, I'll be so mad. I feel like it's like everyone can agree that it was the most beautiful and most fitting song for that film. I think it was – I watched – there was a video essay on Sufjan's songs for Call Me By Your Name on, like, a YouTube channel, and I watched it, and I was like, shit, yeah, right, go yeah. off. It's because it evokes a feeling, and the thing Sufjan does so well is he's able to write pieces of music that connect you to the film by drawing on, like, your own nostalgia, like, the finger-picking, the harmonies, like, the soft bass that builds in the background. It's, it's all just... It's like taking like some of the common tropes of music and like doing it in a new way that draws you in and excites you, but it also makes you personally connect to it. So I listen to Mystery of Love and I think of when we were walking back from Call Me By Your Name mm-hmm. and we were walking in the sun towards the Newtown train station. Whenever I hear that song, I'm taken back to it but I'm also That's taken cute. back to the actual scene yeah but then when I listen to like another one of Sufjan's songs I'm taken somewhere else completely and I think like it wasn't nominated for like best musical score but then I guess it was mainly just classical yeah piano music but again like when I like all of the songs in that film they all take me somewhere yeah and Mystery of Love especially that song just connects with me, like, just so much. Yeah. And I just, I just die for it. For Mystery of Love, I think about, like, the film, and then I also think about our road trip, like, especially yeah. on the way back, I think. Yeah. When yeah. we were going around, like, that corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think about. Yeah. That's cute. Okay. Yeah. Um, do we also just want to talk about how Army Hammer was snubbed? Snubbed, yeah, for supporting. Yeah. I mean... They had room in the category. I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, I feel like he really... I think there would have been no Call Me By Your Name without ARMY. We all go on about how Timothy Chalamet was the film. But also, I don't. I can't imagine who else they would have gotten to play Oliver. Yeah, it's like two parts of a whole. I kind of yeah. feel like they should have recognised him at least. Yes. And like he was the confident persona that the film needed. So Yeah, I don't think it would have worked with anyone else as... Oliver, I don't know who I would cast. Yeah. As him. An army hammer just looks like the human embodiment of the sun. He's just so warm and bright and bubbly, and it's just him being there, just. Or, like, even the guy who played Elio's dad, why isn't he nominated <gasps> oh, as well? I love him. That scene with when he was talking to his dad yeah. made me sob. Yeah. Uh, that was like genuinely yeah. one of my favorite scenes out of the whole film. It was so yeah. cool. I yeah, I that was the first time I cried during the film. Everyone goes on like on about how they cried at the end, but that's the only time I cried. Yeah, that was like the, the most powerful bit. It, it just struck a chord with me. It's and also, too similar. Yeah, and also like right after the peach scene when um Oliver comes in and he asks if he's sick. Oh, I cried. I, yeah. Like it was just like single tears. I cried. Oh no, wait. I came very close to crying when, um, I think it was after the peach scene and they were like kissing on the bed and like 
he's just like, I don't want you to like leave. And I was like, no. <laughs> that just, that just destroyed me. That scene. Cause it was just, oh, just great acting. Great acting. Okay. Yes. So are that's Oscars. Other, are there any other categories that we need to mm, go? None that we really care about. Dunkirk will win all the other oh, categories. Dunkirk. Unless Can you, you want to. Star Wars is nominated <laughs> for visual effects. It's also nominated for best original music score. So that was. I mean, I don't blame them. I fucking love the Star Wars soundtrack, mm. but Dunkirk will win. <laughs> Dunkirk is like nominated in almost yeah. every other category. I didn't find. Yeah, I didn't find like this um sound in the new Star Wars particularly fantastic, especially. The one scene I did like was, I know you haven't seen it, but, like, Kylo Ren and um, Rey when they fought. Oh, you're a Raylo shipper. No, no, but, like, the sound, like, there was a really cool um, yeah. fight scene. Yeah. It was, like, Loki, the worst choreographed fight scene I've ever seen, but the sound was spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And it was super, like, red. Nice. Nice. Um, what else do we, what else do you want to talk about? Talking about Hollywood. Yeah. Should we, like, reflect back on Golden Globes? That yeah, was only a few weeks ago. It's Globes. still sort of fresh. Yeah. This episode is um, not going to come out when it's fresh, but... It's not. It's kind of just our reflection on the current state, because I feel like yeah. we're going through a pretty interesting time at the moment. Okay, so I'll just go through, and I will just, like, read out a couple of the ones that we actually care about. Best Motion Picture Drama. Um, was three three Awards. Interesting choice. I was surprised. Golden Globes is different, though. I feel like it has a totally different feel. But I totally appreciate them choosing the yeah. Awards. I'm fine with that. I thought I straight thought Don Kirk or Call Me By Your Name was going to win. I feel like that, that film just came out of nowhere, and I was quite impressed. Yeah. I do not think Don Kirk is going to win, like, overall best film. I just thought because historical drama they'd get yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I understand. Okay, best motion picture, Lady Bird. For comedy, musical, comedy. That was an interesting category, I yeah, remember, because I could out. have picked literally anyone in that category because it had um, I, Tonya, Lady Bird, Disaster Artist, Get Out, Greatest Showman, and Get Out. And I was like, any why was one Get of them. Out? Okay, why was Get Out put into that category? Why? <laughs> why? I don't know. Why? It's like when um, Orange is the New Black was nominated as like, what, a comedy? Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, Is it because they had that one, one character who was comedic relief? Like it's sort of it's like dark humor, but I I wouldn't classify it's, it nearly as close. It's more of a thriller than it is. Yeah, or like a thriller drama. drama. Yeah, comedy was a weird choice. But yeah, I'm glad Lady Bird won. Mm-hmm. Um, best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama, Frances, Frances McDormand. Yeah. Which again, I was quite surprised about. But yeah, again, I'm here for it. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama, Gary Oldman. Wow, I'm shocked. I I completely I didn't think that he would be winning awards. No. Personally, I, I thought I maybe we all would have grown up a little bit by now and just stopped giving it to the guy who betrayed 100%. Churchill that one time. To Timothy Chalamet or Daniel Day Lewis should have won. Yeah. Yeah. Was Daniel Day Lewis even nominated? Yes, he was oh. nominated. But Timothy, best performance by an actress in a motion picture musical comedy, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, I'm happy good with one. that. You also had Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Margot Robbie, Emma Stone. For Battle of the Sexes, I actually really liked that movie. <laughs> I was like, was she even in a movie this year? <laughs> yes, she was. Battle of, Battle of the Sexes made me... I was, like, just drawn in. And again, I, I when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a tennis player. 
Really? And I could, yeah, I would just, I used to do tennis camps. I was like really, really good at tennis for a while. Um, and then I just lost interest and I dropped out. But I always wondered what my life would be like if I went on to play professional tennis. And that's pretty close to what I imagine it would be like. And again, it's a historical drama, so that's yeah. why I'm also just like... Historical comedy, actually. Yeah. Um, I was pretty unenthused about it, because one, I don't particularly care about tennis, but two, I was I sort of felt the same way I did about Hidden Figures. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's like a historical drama, but they're trying I, to make it funny, and the jokes look kind of they, awkward, I was like... I didn't realise in going into it that um, I didn't realise how influential Billie Jean King was, though. I thought it was, yeah. again... I I was worried that it, they were gonna like hidden figures it, but yeah. they really explored like her own personal struggle, as well as exploring the yeah. actual match. They humanized both of the characters a lot, mm-hmm. and I think it was really important that Billie Jean King's story was shown on screen. Um, Cause she's still alive. Isn't she's she? still alive. She she was just at the Australian Open, oh, and she, why she, aren't we renaming Margaret Court Arena to something else? Like she doesn't deserve to have it. That homophobe, like the woman, who, the actress who portrayed Margaret Court in the film, was terrific because she made me hate her so much. <laughs> if you can make me hate you in a film, like I'll just bow down. You're an yeah. amazing actor, unless you're a dickhead. But <laughs> which most are. Uh, I just thought, yeah, Battle of the Sexes, that movie, right at the very end, there's this moment before she goes out and, like, spoiler alert, um, she wins. No way. I yeah. couldn't guess that from the right, trailer. Yes, yeah, she does. Um, there's this moment where she's talking with, I think it's her stylist. I need to go back and watch film. And she's, like, she's in love with a woman and, like, her husband's kind of just, like, you know, realised yeah. that you know, she's gay and, like, she's with this woman and he's very supportive of her. Like, her and her future wife went on to, like, be the godparents to their children and, mm-hmm. like, it was, it's very beautiful. But there's this moment and he's, he just says, one day there's gonna, there's gonna be a day where we're gonna be able to love whoever we want to love. And I just broke down <laughs> in the cinema. I felt like it had been leading up to that moment all along yeah. And it was right in the middle of, like, the postal vote. And I just – I just, something in me just snapped. And I was like, fuck. And I was just so moved. But there was a whole bunch of young boys sitting in front of us in the cinema who were only there to watch the two girls kiss. And it's just, like, just so frustrated with, like, the public movie-going experience. It's, like, a completely different tangent. But I hate going to the cinema with other people. Yeah. Like, especially yeah, yeah. fucking teenagers. Yes. I can say that because I'm older now. But honestly, even when I was their age, I've never acted like that in, like, a public space. Yeah, a couple of my my high school friends would act the way that you're talking it's about. So and it's frustrating. So, yeah. It's like we've all paid to be here. The least you could do is shut up. Yeah. It's okay, like, when, like, you laugh during a scene when you're meant to laugh. Or if you turn to your friend and say, that's you, like, quietly. But when you make, like, a big over-the-top fuss or if you're just being loud and just rude, it's just so annoying. I can't even open, like, a chip packet without having, like, a mini heart attack. Right. It's like some people have so much consideration for other people and some people just don't. And it's so frustrating. Just Like, when you yelled at – who did you yell at in the cinema? First time I saw it, which is a great movie, mm. and the experience is completely ruined by like these two 
like, I don't even know how old they were. I'm sorry, but it is an R18 movie. How the fuck were they allowed in? They it, just didn't. No one cared It shits me because I think one of them had, like, seen it before and then every time that, like, there was, like, a build-up to, like, a scary moment, one of them would be like, oh, my God, it's this one, it's this one. And, like, everyone around us, I was, like, a seat away from both of them, like, on the same row, and everyone around us was, like, about to scream at them. Mm. And then they, like threw their whole popcorn box. It's a lady who was walking down the stairs to go to the toilet. Are you serious? Yeah, they threw it at her, and she was like, what the fuck? And, like, they were just, like, talking extremely loudly, especially during, like, the quiet parts of the movie. And, like, sometimes I would just, like, miss a line because they were so distractingly loud. And so that's the first time I watched it, so I had to go see it two other times. Nice. But, um, yeah, after the film finished and, like, everyone was leaving, they were still in their seats. So, one, I couldn't even exit the row they were still fucking around and so I was like might as well take this opportunity and I yelled at them really loudly and there was like I know thank you and then there was like a mom in like the row in front of me and she like sort of nodded at me and smiled and I was like I got you oh my god I never yell at anyone Mm -hmm. but it was fucking called for that time are you surprised that it hasn't been nominated at all no okay no one gives a shit about horror except for get out that's true okay do you want best performance by an actor in a motion picture James Franco Oh, yeah, he went for the disaster. Yeah. I, okay. I don't like James Franco as a person. No. I think creatively he's pretty interesting just because he does interesting choices. I feel like he's Shia LaBeouf on a lower scale, um, like, w- with, like, the whole weirdness and, like, True. experimentation. Yeah. I did see, like, comparison scenes of his impression of Tommy Wiseau, Same. which were incredible, to be yeah. honest. Like, he studied that man, and, like, it paid off. I really want to see The Disaster Artist. I've heard really good things. I mean, I kind of think it was deserved. If he was the best actor in that category, then go off, like, a winner. Yeah, but um, also, maybe don't be gross. Yeah, <laughs> maybe don't be a disgusting yeah. human being. Might might help. A lot of people were giving him shit for not letting Tommy Wiseau talk when he won, but then I'm like... Yeah. It's James's award, not did, Tommy's. Did Tommy, yeah, did Tommy like he got a whole film based off of himself. Like, can yeah. you relax? But yeah, I think it was just annoying how he had to wear the Times Up pin, and then yeah. all that shit came out after. And, yeah, and, I mean, like there was shit before that as well. People just decided to ignore it. But I think like the the women that came forward after the Golden Globes yes. is just totally yeah disappointing. You know? Do you want me to read out? Because, like, I feel like we should probably start moving on to the... The real dirt. Yeah. The real dirt. I'm just going to read out um, some of the other ones. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture, Alice and Janie. Mm-hmm. Um, for the, the men, it was Sam Rockwell. And then best director is... Yeah, well... Okay, let's talk about best director. Yes. Because Natalie cool. Portman made the comment. Yeah, here we go. To yeah. the all-male nominees. Which, okay. A comment that I understand... The need for. Yes. Everybody was thinking it. Greta Gerwig was not nominated even though she should have. She should have been. And, like, for the Golden Globes, who is supposedly for, like, more free-spirited, free, like, more chill or whatever, and not to nominate Greta was a bit much. Yeah. I kind of, like, I have a feeling that the Oscars kind of scrambled after that, um... Yeah, That came forward. They were like, fuck, nominate that woman. Yeah. So they don't look as bad. But, um... While the quip was really funny and really quick... I was not as appreciative of it because you know that whoever won the award, even if it wasn't Guillermo, 
it would have just shit on their yeah. experience of winning an award. And, like, especially for Guillermo, who, like, totally deserves it. Yeah. I was sort of, like, <sighs> and he had, like, a really nice, like, thank me, thankful speech. And, like, there, oh, there was and this one just, cut. Yeah. Sorry. There was this one cut between, like, um, Guillermo talking and him looking out into the crowd. And there was, like, a cut to, um, I think it was, like, Steven Spielberg, who was, like, looking up at him, like, so fucking proud. And I wanted to cry. I was, like, that is every director's dream. But, like, it had just that, like, overcast tone yeah, of all of, male nominees. Like, yeah. males don't deserve this award. And it was, like... Do you think if Greta was nominated, do you think she would have won? I mean, I, she definitely would have had a chance. Yeah. I still, like, with the Oscars, I still think Guillermo would, would win. Yeah. But it's just... I don't yeah. know. It was just, like, a really awkward and mm. intense moment. I, I at the wrong time to have done that. Yeah, I have a problem with this comment, with the way that it was then hyped up, like, the yeah. aftermath. Because, again, you have Oprah's nine-minute speech, which, yeah, was, go off yeah. Oprah. It's, yeah, it's great. But the fact that people then are comparing like Natalie Portman's, yeah, Natalie so, Portman's one-liner to Oprah's speech, like, it doesn't... And, like, put it on the same level. It doesn't, it's not on the same level. She made one speech and it just ruined the category. It just, again, like, yeah, it, it just made it not as important for all of the men in that category, which I think was unfair. Like, if you're going to make a statement... There were, like, other times to have done it. Exactly. That was not the right time yeah, to do I, it. Like, just from, like, a standpoint of, like, if I was in that category, it would just be so awkward. Yeah, it would just... I just... It makes you feel like you don't deserve it as well, I think. Yeah. And I think any of the people in that category would have easily deserved to win. Even if Greta was nominated, yeah. they all equally deserve. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, I just I had a real problem with her saying that. It's <laughs> just like Natalie Portman as a person. I was like, oh okay. Yes, yes. Let's talk about Natalie Portman, let's shall talk we? About it. Yeah, I have I have all this up. Okay, we'll give you some contextual information. Yeah, you. If you don't know who Roman Polanski is, that being said, that being said, let's get into the details. Um, Roman Polanski is a French director, I believe, mm. and. He was accused and found guilty of raping a 13-year-old girl back in yeah. the 70s, late 70s, I think? 77. Yeah, there you go. Um, and he sought asylum or, like, basically ran away to France to avoid arrest. Mm-hmm. Stayed out there for a couple years. And I think I think he's back. Like, I think he's back around. But um, there was a petition created by, like, the French government or, like, um, lots of, like, people in the French version of Hollywood, basically, yeah. but also some Hollywood actors and directors yeah. in support of forgiving Roman Polanski uh-huh. and, like, inviting him back to the U.S. and whatever. Um, just I'm just going to name out, out... Yeah, read it out. Name out, like, call some people out, like, recognizable people. There's yeah. a lot of French actors and people on here that I don't know. Yeah. But, first of all, Natalie Portman was one. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but recently when coming out as like, as a child of, like, abuse and um, harassment as a child, mm. and, like, how can you support Exactly, exactly. It's a bit hypocritical. Also, the, again, it's the whole fact she will black to Golden Globes and the fact yeah. that she loves herself. It's, it's just, like, you, can, you, you, just can't, you just can't be in or out with these kind of things yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, it's... 
It's not an option. No. Okay, so on here we have oh, there's like some disappointing names as well, which mm-hmm. is really shows me. But um, Woody Allen got God. a fucking surprise. Disgusting. Wes Anderson, yeah. Darren Aronofsky, who did um, Mother with Jennifer yeah. Lawrence and Black Swan. With Natalie Portman. Yeah, that was, that was a disappointing one. Sebastian Stan was in that film as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, I didn't read that one the first time oh, around. No. Uh, Alexandre Despla, no. who does all the soundtracks. I love his music and now I have to not like it as much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a random one, but I don't know why this name always stands out to me. Terry Gilliam, who was Monty Python guy. Yeah. Um, is he the one to? I can't remember if he's the one that's alive or if he's. I have no clue. Deceased? Um, David Lynch. Yeah. That one hurts a little bit. It's just like extreme disappointment, you know? Mm-hmm. For like people you thought that were totally unproblematic. Yeah. Um, Martin Scorsese, that one also hurts. Yeah. Tilda Swinton. That one. That one cuts deep. Yeah. Those are like the ones that I can recognize at this current moment, but it's right. like. It's just disappointing. Oh, I just got massive deja vu and I don't really? know why. That's crazy. But yeah, so Roman Polanski, that's... Yeah, the rest of girls... It's like a dirt stain on Hollywood that's never leaving, huh? No. And you also have Woody Allen. Yeah. Honestly, I just wish he would die. Just, like, leave this earth. I mean, we did have, um... What's his name? Sinatra tried to kill him that one time. Yeah. Yeah. If only he followed through, no? But also, you were, you were telling me about how Sinatra's kind of... A racist and a wife beater? Yeah, yeah that one. Um, you know who a lot of people forget is a wife beater? Bill Murray. I know! And it... Oh, he gets everything, and also, he looks like the most unthreatening old man. I know, but he's also in, like, every Wes Anderson movie as well, so now I'm yeah. just connecting all the dots. I'm not liking it. Wes Anderson signed that one, too. That one's sad. I would like to... I'd like to know his reasoning behind it, and if he's since changed his mind. I mean, he hasn't said he hasn't, so. yeah, yeah, he hasn't come out and said that he hasn't, but it makes you... Again, Andre... Alex Desplat does all just most of the music for his films as well. So you wonder he does the like the music for every film. I swear he's like True. in every second film I've ever seen. Natalie Portman was in um one of his shorts as well. Really? Yeah, she had the shaved head from V for Vendetta. Oh nice. Um, I I just love was Anderson as a director. So yeah, that one really and I love Natalie really Portman as an actress. But yeah, it well. just it just sucks. But yeah. The Woody Allen thing as well, that one just is really I remember like hearing up. about that the first time and I was like, there's a lot of connections like in places you wouldn't believe, but like yeah. him marrying his um I was like, what's that word? It's not nephew, <laughs> niece. Is it yeah. niece? Yes. And they're still together. No. It's just a bit fucked up. That's not right. Um no. And people continue to support him, work for him. Which doesn't make sense. It's like, if you, if it's a known abuser, like, it's not that hard to just be like, no. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> no, very easy just to say no. It's, but then again, again, I know, I know how hard it is to land breakout roles in the acting industry. But you can also say no to stuff, but then sometimes you feel like you really have no other option. Like, you have Ellen Page coming out and saying, like, the biggest 
regret of my career is working with Woody Allen. And you do have more and more actors coming forward and saying that about him. But it it's still it's I just don't understand why people still sign up and do his films. Like yeah. Timothy Chalamet didn't have to sign up to be in this new one. Elle Fanning didn't have to sign up to be in this new one. Or Selena Gomez. It says a lot about like And you don't need to have you don't need to have Kate Winslet and Kate Blanchett still standing by him and supporting him. Because honestly, I would die for those two women. But I just I just don't know what kind of person you'd have to be to look past that. Exactly. And like with Timothy Chalamet he so he recently said that he was gonna donate all the earnings he yeah. had to like the Times Up movement, was it? Um, so he split it between the Times Up movement, this other charity, the name I can't remember, and the LGBT Center in New York City. Right. And it's like that's great and all, but you're still working with him. Sure. And then like he claimed that he was not allowed to comment on Woody Allen's past because of his mm. contract that limited him from saying things. But then there was also articles that were released, I think, by the Huffington Post, who had a source that wouldn't be named, mm. that his contract had no such True. instruction. Again, we don't know who leaked that. Maybe his age, like, you don't know. Maybe his agent had told him. Yeah, to then, say that. Yeah, but then also, why, why do we have to justify it? For yeah, him? and, like, this, when he was asked for comments on Woody Allen, it coincided with the deadline of um, nominating winners for the Screen Actors Guild Award. Yeah. So it's just like... Which he then strangely, went on Yeah, strangely or... coincidental timing for yeah. a no-comment situation. But I, I do find it interesting, though, like, the whole... Um, has Timothy Chalamet just not been winning up until that point because he was working with Woody Allen? Or... Like, you know. Yeah. But then also, all of those award shows have supported Woody, like Woody Allen. Yeah. There's like, so, he shouldn't have had to come out and say that just to win an award from them. Because, like, honestly, they don't care. I think it's more for his self-preservation than mm-hmm. anything. I Do you think that he's genuinely, like, like, sorry that he worked on the film that he worked with him? No. You don't think? No. I feel like continuing to work with him says Mm. all that needs to be said. I would love to see an interview with him and I'd love to... Like, see his face. See his face. As he says things. Because, like, I feel like, again, Ellen Page coming out, he's going to need to do something like that before I can fully... Support. Yeah, fully support. Again, Kirsten Stewart. Kirsten. Kristen. Kristen Stewart's worked with... Woody Allen on films, it's just until they actually come out and say, I regret working with this person. Until Woody Allen dies, I, support I don't him. forgive anywhere. Yeah, when's Michael Bublé going to give it a crack? Oh my god, the next Frank Sinatra, please. But the good one, this time, the one who doesn't beat his wife and isn't racist. I hope Michael Bublé stays unproblematic. I hope Michael Bublé's having a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. I hope his son's okay. Yeah. What else do we have on the agenda? What else do we have? Um, we can talk about other Hollywood scandals. Like what? Well. What's your favourite? Oh, um, if you want to jump back to the Golden Globes again, we can talk about how they were all wearing black. Okay. 
The Time's Up movement, yep. And then also, do you want to talk about Aziz? Do you want to just, let's just yeah. mention it briefly, because I feel let's like... Let's go on, of... let's go on, let's talk about Aziz. So, the yeah. Aziz story, thoughts? I love Parks and Recreation, and I love Master of None I know. so much. I found Master of None to be a fresh take, a fresh kind of like new way to approach storytelling and just TV in general, and I just found it really, really beautiful to watch. Beautiful casting, just just beautiful. And the story arc in season two was Chef Jeff. A little too familiar to the current climate. I had just finished rewatching that. I finished rewatching season two and like the night of. Yeah. Which is also a very good show, The Night Of. um, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, With Riz Ahmed, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. But yeah, that story about uh, Aziz came out and I was like, God damn it. The thing is, I think, I mean, he's admitted it, which is awesome. Finally, someone's actually admitting their actions. I know, not just trying to shove it under the carpet. I'm glad that this story came out about him because it's taken, you know, this guy who's built his entire career of being a feminist ally and being... And, like, being the nice guy. And being yeah. the nice guy and being skilled in, like, the ways of modern romance. Like, he had that... That book. That book, which did well, and he worked with psychologists to develop that. And yeah. Like, he's done... Like, he's built his whole career off this kind of thing. And then, like, the whole... um Tom Haverford character kind of goes from being, you know, a bit of a sleazy, sketchy kind of guy to someone that you genuinely like and you care about. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. But I think that it's important that it came out because it's got everyone talking about what consent really is. Yeah, and also, like, the different um, boundaries yeah. between, like, yeah. sexual assault and rape. And sexual misconduct. Exactly. Which I think is really important. I know I was I was driving home the other day um, and I was listening to Triple J, which I never do, but it was when Hack was on, which is like this – it's before the news, like 5.30 to 6, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Sydney Uni, how they now have to do the a test about sexual assault and consent. Yeah. And they have to get 100% on this test before they can then graduate. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting how I feel like while it kind of is brought on from the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, which I don't really think that we need to discuss. Yeah, it's been too much. It's, yeah. I think the Aziz thing brought forward something that we hadn't really seen like before. Like it made consent more of a spectrum in the public eye. Consent has always been a spectrum, Mm -hmm. but I think it made people more aware that consent is not just saying no. Yeah, and, like, a lot of people had the wrong idea about, um, like, people changing their mind with consent. Like, at first it was consensual, and then she distinctly said, I don't want to do this, but it was completely ignored because she had Mm. consented earlier. Didn't – yeah, didn't he – I think what – what confused me about this whole thing was he would say, okay, no, that's fine then. But then he'd go back and try and Again. continue the behavior. Yeah. But he was still like saying, okay, then we'll stop. But then they would go, he would try and force it on her again later, which yeah. made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel like 
in his head he was getting points for like um acknowledging her saying no but yeah. then in a roundabout way he would yeah. just sort of be like but maybe if i tried again and like that's completely but wrong I think, no i think it it just highlights how a whole lot a whole chunk of society is brought up and raised and i think we've always been we were always taught in high school that consent is like you know it's i know why why is construction construction great go off i guess go off somewhere else but i think it just made it more aware of how consent does not just apply to sex it doesn't just apply to that what aziz did was wrong while you can argue that it's not as bad as rape, it still is disgusting and uncomfortable. And people should learn and from people that should learn. But I think that it's important that this came out about Aziz. If it was about anyone else... Who was I like think, seedier, basically. Yeah, who was seedier and who you kind of would suspect would do something like but that. Like, an unsuspecting person like Aziz really, like, shook a lot of people. Mm. I hate to use that word in this context. Yeah. But it really did, because he was, like, an unsuspecting yeah. figure. And then to, to acknowledge that like, even, quote-unquote, everyday people have the same yeah. opinions and perspectives that he does is really disturbing. Yeah. Like, I was on Reddit, because that's where I usually go for my news, mm-hmm. and it was really shocking to see that all the top comments were people defending Aziz and being like, this girl's crazy. She said yes in the first place, so Aziz, what Aziz did wasn't wrong. And I was like, that's really twisted that because so many people think that. consent is a spectrum, but I think it just it's a, it's a big reflection on how our society thinks. And I think that it is really going to make a lot of feminists, men and women, and yeah. just people who identify as feminists, really make them think about, again, like what the label means and what it symbolizes and how, like, how we are raised. Because I feel like it's, it's not feminist what Aziz did mm-hmm. at all, and supporting him is not a feminist thing to be doing yeah but i feel like there are going to be a lot of feminists men women and other continuing to defend him who who continue to defend him but who also up until that point believed that what aziz was doing was okay and it was just another bad date and that behavior is expected every now and again when you go out on a first date and i think it just highlights a bigger problem within our culture yeah for sure because what was super disturbing about that was that, like, so many women could relate to that idea of yeah. just a bad date because it happens so freaking often. Yeah. And, like, the way that um, that girl had described it in the article was really, mm-hmm. like, like, it rang true for, like, stories that I've heard from other people, like, my own experiences. And it's, like, being passed up as just, like, a casual experience was really mm-hmm. disturbing. Yeah. Because, like... Uh, like the underlying truth is that mm. it is disturbing. It's not just, um, like it's not something you can brush off as a negative yeah. experience. Like it's a problem that's inherent in like yeah. society. It's not like a Harvey Weinstein thing where I feel like Harvey Weinstein is really um, a reflection of um, workplace sexual misconduct. Yeah, like it's very prevalent in. Um, entertainment industry but you know it's also in workplaces 
yeah. with um, men and women in positions of power and them abusing it. But I don't feel like everyone's going to be able to relate to that. But more people can relate to the experiences. On like an everyday casual yeah. dating yeah. level. Like everyone can relate to that. Yeah. Especially Every- women who have had like the negative Everyone side. knows someone who's had a date like that. Exactly. Or you've had one yourself and it's just... It's just disturbing. Yeah. And really disappointing. I know. Really liked Master of Nine. Same. It just found it so funny that they had the chef Jeff off. Honestly, and I, in that situation, Aziz was like, I would never do that. And I was yeah. like, And okay. I, him wearing the Time's Up badge is what sparked the story coming yeah. forward. I can imagine, like, for her, that how would have been, frustrating it would have been to have, like, him basically wearing this badge of honor when she knew the real truth yeah you'd have to otherwise i'm so glad that she came forward and that she shared this and now people are talking about it and sharing their experiences and i feel like the more the more people that come forward and start talking about this and you know naming names the more we, like, our society is going to learn what is right and what is wrong and, like, start ending, like, the culture that is so prevalent in all aspects of our society. Exactly. Oof. And I think, like, starting a conversation is really yeah. one of the most effective ways because yeah. then, like, people start to learn. And yeah. even if you do have unproductive conversations with people who refuse to change their perspective... It still is starting a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Should we end it there? Yeah, let's end it there. I feel like we? that was a productive conversation. Yeah. Uh, keywords. <laughs> keywords. Keywords. Um, productive. Yeah. Conversation. Cool. Well, that was our bit, bit of an award show feel. Yeah. And Hollywood. And Hollywood. I do love Hollywood gossip. Those songs get really intense. Mm. Did you hear that Natalie Wood's case was reopened? Because <gasps> Chris they had. He was there, but um, they found a new suspect. Oh, who's a new suspect? It was like an actor. I full read the name this morning. Is it Christopher Walken? No, because he's already a suspect. But I mean, there's like a new suspect. I think Christopher Walken did it on the boat. I don't think he did it. I think he just knows. He knows what happened. Yeah. Hmm. Christopher Walken is a mysterious man. Christopher Walken, what are you hiding from us? I'm not going to do my Christopher Walken impression. And that's all I have for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. See you.